2: Um, oh, that's not bad, but this is better. No, it isn't. It's not recording. Hang on. Oh,
1: was like,
2: it wasn't. Like, hey yo, it's working Why now. should
1: you visit the we, Chairshot.com? We just, so like the chairshot.com home, is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. <gasps> Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish...
3: Greg DeMarco Show.
1: Best in all his future endeavors.
4: (laughs)
2: Another fabulous Tuesday night. We are here on The Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco. You can find me all over the place at ChairShot. Greg, hopefully you're doing well dealing with whatever you're dealing with. Things might be open. Things might be shut down. Things might be closing. Who knows? I would say who cares, but lots of people care because it's your everyday life, and I get it. But... We're not going to talk about that right now. This is the Greg DeMarco Show. The Greg DeMarco Show is a proudly part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can find at thechairshot.com.
1: Thechairshot.com. Always
2: use your head. And on all of your forms of social media at ChairShot Media is where you can find thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com.
4: Always use your head.
2: Now, this show is also available uh, streaming on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and wherever you may love to listen to your favorite podcast. So go out there, subscribe to us on your favorite platform, maybe your favorite platforms. If you got more than one platform, subscribe to us on all of them. Give us a like. Give us a five-star review. If you like the show, go out there and tell somebody about it. If you don't like the show, look, tell someone about it anyway. Let them make their own decision. That's what this world's about, right? Let them decide for themselves. Listen together. Give it a chance. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. I don't know. We'll still be here doing what we do. And if you're not, well, we'll miss you we got a great show planned for everybody today. We're going to talk about pretty much a, a super hot topic in the world of professional wrestling. But before we do, I mean, I could talk about this topic for hours, but there's no fun in that. I'm going to bring in two wonderful, amazing human beings that you actually, two amazing human beings weren't available. So instead, I'm going to bring in Patrick and Miranda and and bring them on the show. No, I'm just kidding. That, I, I That would be, I, I've told you already, they're wonderful, amazing human beings in past episodes of the show. So I can't suddenly tell you that that just you, you wouldn't believe me. You know better. Nice try, though. He is on your Twitter, at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick. For the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Hey, man. How's it going? I mean, I've been talking to you for the past half hour, like you know.
3: That's, that's true but I was I was trying to keep up the illusion. I know
2: right trying to maintain kayfabe I, We do that so well in this show
3: I have, 30, I have 30 seconds on the 5 star review bit Yeah So fans I don't care if you leave A 5 star review or a 1 star review Don't be that wishy washy person That leaves a 3 star review And is just kind of sitting on the fence Have an opinion That's coming from the Wrestling Realist
2: uh, You took 20 of your 30 seconds that's not bad Alright
3: alright All right. look go. at that
2: well done! You didn't even have to danger zone hey. it. Like you didn't even have to have to have to go with that. Like that's it's good.
3: Grant, I, 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 I'm glad we worked that
2: out. Yeah, no, it was good. It was very good. Good. I'm glad we did that. I feel good about that. We, if we accomplish nothing else during this show, we have accomplished the fact that no one should ever leave a three star review. That's what All right.
1: Don't
2: we, we have accomplished. So go out there. That's the quality stuff you get. So go and follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist once again. That's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. You can also head on over to Instagram because if you go to Twitter, you won't find her unless she's taking over Chairshot Media at Chairshot Media for typically an NXT takeover. You ain't finding her on Twitter because she is a Twitterless heroine. She's the queen of soft style. She is at the hashtag Miranda. There isn't I in Miranda because Instagram's different than Twitter. It's Miranda Morales. I I see you speaking, but I don't hear you speaking. And now I see your face. Nothing.
3: Her lips are moving, but we can't make out the words.
2: Nothing. And I know you're not. There's no audio because you would then pop up on my Google Hangouts as like the big person talking and you're not. So... She, uh, she's got she that look like she's on her phone. Could be sending me a text. Yeah, I don't know. Here we go, Patrick doubt. Here. Hey, I'm ready. We go. Nice try though. I mean, we're trying, we're doing this. Let's, uh, okay. So she said, give her a second. Oh, she gone. She gone. Oh, gone. Yep. I will play her favorite soundbite when she's not here. That's what I'll do. What's your favorite soundbite? You what is your favorite soundbite?
3: My favorite soundbite? Honestly, uh you're going to love this. I love the Mism k thing that you did for me. Do you
2: really? Do you love it cuz I made it oh, specifically yeah. for you or
3: I think it's hilarious. Like I think cuz the k thing is totally my my thing. I right. like, I do it all the time. Like you I sure get do. it. So I appreciate it. I I feel it is a place of insulting love that it of comes from. It is. So
2: Absolutely. Like
3: I I put it I love it.
2: I gotta find it now. I
3: don't yeah, know. I know. I made you look for it. Right. You haven't used it in a while.
2: Yeah. It's so when I was trying to get away from using like things that we shouldn't use. Well, it's because I m- moved it up probably so it'd be closer, so easier to find, and of course it's not easier to find. So yeah, that's mm. backfired on me, didn't it? There. It's not under Miz, it it's not under the It should be under Patrick. Oh, there it is. There it is.
0: Awesome. I came to. Okay. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. Okay. Okay. I came to. Okay. I had too many good old days. They're never
4: coming back. Once you've had. I days. came to. Okay.
0: My okay. Get my pay. I guess you had a dream, but it can't
4: be. I came to. Okay. Okay.
2: Classic. Class. i don't
3: know that you've ever played it That's to the deluxe. i
2: have it's only 25 seconds i just i think more recently i have it. right more recently huh. i usually play it awesome I came to the, okay and then i stop it just because we get That's to that, that first one so wow. by the way that voice that you just heard there you can find on instagram at the hashtag miranda it is the queen of soft style miranda
4: morales Hi, I got here as soon as I wanted to. So, you know, <laughs> here I am.
2: So wow. earlier you when you were on here right for right the first exactly. 10 minutes, you didn't want to be, is what you are saying. Now you actually do want to be. So we're, we're glad. You
4: know, fashionably late. That's
2: right. To so a podcast that doesn't have a specific start time because start time, it's not live. But that's okay. You yeah. still pulled it off.
4: Hold on. So it'll, hey. it actually all worked nice out. Try, though.
3: Okay, Miranda. Okay.
0: Awesome! I came to Okay. There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees. Okay.
2: See that's how I played it twice. I played two of them. So
4: <laughs> there
2: you go. It's good shit. That is good. Totally good. worth it. Of course. I mean, yeah, it's. it's. How could it not be? It's
3: my favorite
2: soundbite. I mean, it should be your favorite soundbite. That's how that came up, by the way, Miranda, while you were fixing your, your, your technology issues over there. I asked Patrick what his favorite soundbite was, and, well, that's what he said. I think my favorite soundbite... I don't know though now that i'm like playing it like i see other things in the list and i'm just like ah, I, don't so, I don't
4: know uh the button bar addiction rears its ugly it head It
2: is like it's like there's just fault. classics that we don't you, use you, anymore
3: you're, you're, you're.
0: here
1: comes the big dog
2: The big dog. So many good ones. So many. Fuck oh. you, Pat. So many good ones. That's a good one too. I like that, that one, well. one. That is a good one. That is. I just
3: one. love that, I like that, that one. bites designed to insult me. Like that's. Right, I take that's,
2: that as a compliment. That, a snippet of of Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. Right.
3: Oh, yeah, it just happens, to Fuck you, Pat. Sure. Oh, It is. just
2: it just so happens to be listed <laughs> no. on my thing as fuck you, Patrick. <laughs> So Right. You know, it's
3: like, let's, let's call it what it is. But the last
2: four letters of your name are in parentheses. So it actually says Pat, parentheses, Rick. Close yeah. parentheses. There's also this one.
0: It's time for another edition of
4: Baron Corbin Sox.
2: Patrick Redoubt, it's your turn.
3: I'm all nostalgic for simpler times when Baron Corbin sucked. And he still sucks.
4: That'll do it for this week's edition of Baron Corbin sucks.
2: Miranda, do you have a favorite soundbite?
4: Do I have a favorite soundbite? Ah! Uh, I mean, come
2: on. I had to. Look at, Look at you. Look at you. Wow. Seriously, though, do you have a favorite soundbite? I
4: have. It's your favorite soundbite. Sound
2: <laughs> okay. Do you have a favorite soundbite? My hands are up. I'm not, I'm not pressing any buttons.
4: Where's the fuck you, Greg? <laughs> oh,
2: I don't have one of those. I could have one now that you've said it, and if I ever go back and snip that out. But you said, but you're starting to, you were starting to say one.
4: I, I was. It's, it's wild card.
2: Oh my goodness. That's right. How could it not be?
0: Wild card, bitches. Yeah.
2: Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. That's just so, so many good, so many good things. Money plane. All right. You know what? Let's, let's talk. So. Yeah, the less said about money I play there. So I got a couple personal shout outs before we sell some shirts. And I worded it that way because that's exactly what it says on the rundown. Patrick O'Dowd, I would have done this last week, but um, I was too busy house hunting and so not able to do that. I peek behind the curtain. That's why there were no shows last week. It's all my fault. Hashtag Greg's fault. Last minute. Didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but we're moving. So there you go. Did work out. Um, bandwagon Nerds, past a year you guys made it we did you we did it. it's amazing it's it, 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 it
3: was a it was a it was an arduous journey with many obstacles in front of them uh basically no obstacles in front of us eh, uh, but <laughs> the, 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 crew the crew of people do, you have do you
4: count yourselves yeah yourselves as optical obstacles
3: you know our show has evolved quite a bit from episode one, uh, as most shows do. I yeah. I would say that I, I like the product that we're putting out now. I'm looking for more years to come, and maybe someday we'll. Did you say four the more show years? Straight. No, I said more years to come.
2: Oh, I thought you said four more years, and I thought you were running for no, to be elected not the not host of, be reelected the host of Bandwagon Nerds.
3: No, no, I I am the alpha and the omega of bandwagon nerds ask anybody uh anyway no it was it was a lot of fun we we wrapped up our our marvel villains project and then we kicked off season two i'm just going to do this now with a a long overdue star wars episode where myself and what i thought was just going to be david ungar argued over star wars but it turned out to be myself right and the other three people on the show completely wrong and disagreeing with me the whole
0: time
2: All right, there you go. So that was the what we do at the end of the show, where Patrick talks about what we'll hear on Bound. And I'll probably forget and ask him again. So that will, that will do that. And then normally, after she sells T-shirts, Miranda will be nice enough to then bring up ticket sales for an event called NAV30. As Impact Zone Wrestling presents NAV30 this Saturday night at the Sun Studios of Arizona in Tempe, Arizona. But Miranda... Or we can't really, we don't need, need to do that. Why Why don't no. we need to do that? You you say it. Why don't we need to do that?
4: Because we sold out. We are
2: sold out. Every ticket gone. There is no room at the end.
4: Claimed, bought, taken.
2: Goodbye. <laughs> if you want to be there and you ain't got a ticket, you ain't going to be there. Unless something crazy happens in the next couple of days, and I don't expect it to. So, yeah. Now, everyone just needs to chill the fuck out. The governor needs to keep his mouth shut for the next few days. Yeah. So we can just coast into the weekend. Coast into Saturday. You do
4: your wild thing. You do your wild thing, Arizona. That's right. And just hold just, out. Just
2: Arizona. Look, look. We're having people wear masks. We're having people be socially distant. We're doing our part to get this thing done. To celebrate 30 years of the Navajo Warrior, It's not NAV 31. Okay, we're not doing it in February. It's NAV 30. We're doing it in November. I got other plans in February. I already had changed plans in May and August. Now I got plans for November and I got plans for February. And we're sticking with our plans. Because they're plans. And if the state of Arizona pops up with a gavel and looks me in the eye and says,
0: I'm afraid I've got some bad news.
2: I'm going to look you right back in the eye, Doug Ducey. And I'm going to say, and I'm going to run my show anyway, unless the venue says no, because then I have no control, but the show is going on and I'm super excited, but yes, it is sold out. Every ticket has been sold, um, far surpassed any pre-sales of any other events. I am so excited to anyone who purchased the ticket, to anyone who shared a social media post, anyone who told a friend, to anyone who said don't go to them they suck and someone was like no they don't We'll buy a ticket and you bought a ticket thank you for for doing that thank you for being a part of it and i can't tell you how appreciative we are how excited i am and now it's just just about the show we're gonna make it happen we're gonna continue to post we're gonna continue to grow and develop and we're gonna have a great show on saturday and get everybody ready for monster 2.0 in february so come on out have a great time enjoy yourself be safe about it and let's do this here in the next few days so if you're listening to this on wednesday when it releases it's only a couple days away on saturday if you're listening to it a different day it's still on saturday if you're listening to it after saturday it was a damn good time Miranda, let's sell some shirts
4: yes it is time for you yes I mean you to go to pro forward slash the chair shot you uh,
2: you had full hogan there your, happy.
0: Yes.
4: <laughs> you need to go to pro forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt all of the shirts there are in support of TheChairShot.com There are different styles Different logos Different colors that you can choose from Because this is America And we give you the choice of your shirt Because that's how we do it And there are some awesome t-shirt wait, 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 designs wait, what, That you can choose what,
2: what, from What country is this?
4: America America fuck yeah. Okay continue uh but yes, there's some great uh designs that you can choose from, including CheerShot Worldwide, uh hashtag journalism, suck it Nerds, uh, in case, hey, you just wanna rub it in someone's face. Uh Baron Corbin sucks. Now then, forever. Still sucks. And the t-shirt's still there for you to shoot to get. So highly recommended. Of course, the unofficial official T-shirt of one Mr. Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling. But there's also some other T-shirts there in support of some of the podcasts from the Chair Shot Radio Network, including a winner is you, uh, bandwagon nerds and uh plat balaz and the queen of soft style t-shirt all are available uh t-shirts start at 19.99, but if you want to spend a few extra dollars you can do so and that means you can get it in soft style treat yourself so make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shop I believe there is going to be a sale on ProWrestlingTees.com coming up very soon. Uh, it's going to be a whole week, lots of stuff on sale, including t-shirts uh, that will be 20% off. So make sure you go and check out ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot.
2: Yeah, starts Monday, November 24th, the sale. I think it's depending on how much you buy, you can save up to 40%. So yeah, it's a big deal. Black Friday sale for Teas. Lots of good stuff coming. Their ads will be coming out for that soon. So, yeah, man.
4: Yes, it's yes. And true. apparently no coupons needed. So nope. 20% off of most of the merch. Other tiers of stuff. Nobody cares. You just got to care about going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That's what, that's what you got to care about.
2: A conversation that is not new in the world of professional wrestling is that of unionization. Many fans have long been calling for unionization of wrestlers to address topics such as health care, travel conditions, personal cost compensation, contractual negotiations, and of course the all too infamous independent contractor status. The most recent spike in this conversation came from WWE forcing their talent off of third-party entertainment ventures such as Cameo, and most importantly, Twitch. Zelina Vega was most recently released from her WWE contract in a situation where she reportedly chose Twitch over WWE when given the ultimatum. She also opened an OnlyFans account under a fake alias after she was initially leaving Twitch at the behest of WWE. At the time of her release, she tweeted in support of unionization, and many fans followed her support of that concept. Now, the major Topic here is unionization. But I also envision we will give some perspective on Zelina Vega and the Twitch situation in general. However, let's start with thoughts on unionization on pro wrestling in general. Patrick O'Dowd. before So so it's funny because all three of us definitely have different levels of experience with unions and unionization. Um, We haven't really fully even talked about it. I know more about Patrick just because we've lived it worked for the same place and then uh, I hear about it but it's it's we definitely have no, a different uh, perspective so it'll be interesting but Patrick O'Dowd your thoughts on unionization in the world of pro wrestling
3: Generally I'm in favor of unionization for pro wrestling in general and I think it's important to to delineate that because there will be a cost. Yeah, you you kind of rattled off when you led when you led off this this topic about a lot of like sort of the benefits and pros. And and I'm generally a pro worker sort of person. And so when it comes to the concept of unionization, without going too far into what I'm sure we'll talk about later, I think that as a performer for the WWE, if you're not of a certain level, you hold no cards uh, as a worker with that company. And that is where I think a level of union protection could help them. You know, if you're Randy Orton, you're not worried about about unionization. But if you're Zelina Vega, it, it might make sense. And we can talk about that a little bit more. But yeah, for me, I'm, I'm a pro-union guy. And this is a guy who works with unions all the time and has been grieved more than once. By the workers that are unionized underneath him and has struggled through all of that litigation repeatedly in my many years of experience and at the end of the day i would still say that i'm a pro union guy
2: miranda thoughts on it doesn't matter if pro or con whether you're for it or not just a general thoughts on yeah. the unionization of pro wrestlers
4: Well, uh, and yeah, full transparency, we definitely have different uh, levels of familiarity and experience and uh, just association with unions, because I do not have a whole lot of experience. Um, But with that, I do believe in and I think Patrick stated it nicely about the structure of of pro wrestling, the way that these uh, performers, these wrestlers are under contract and and this is specifically with WWE but it could also could imply or apply to other promotions is that they are not under a same type of contract or work agreement that you and I are under that most people are under when they are employed and so uh that too means that I think that there's a lot more at stake for them in which they don't have a lot of the, the same protections as uh, people who I think are traditionally employed with with companies even in entertainment and even that whole structure which I know we'll get into of unions and entertainment um is is very well known it's been around for a long time but wrestling has been, in some ways, both sports and entertainment and neither sports and entertainment. Because in each one of those realms, you do have unions, you do have protections, you do have structure, whereas in, in pro wrestling you don't because it's been on its own island. So I feel like for the sake of having structure, protection, a voice, be a good fit or a good way so that people can just feel like they they have more safety. They have a voice. Um, and it's not all being controlled by just the top person or people, um, that there's more say from the actual wrestlers and performers, um, in, you know, their contracts, what they're allowed to do.
2: So I guess, spoiler alert, I don't know. Um, it's, I've gone back and forth on this issue so many times over the, over the years and I have been in support of the unionization for wrestlers and I studied unions in college as as, as a business major and worked with, within unions and was a union rep, which is the worst thing ever. I would never recommend doing that because your boss will immediately hate you the day you, you become that. Um, that happened to me. That That's real. Um, but – it's. I, I've been in support of unions for wrestling for a long time, but the more and more I research, the more and more I learn, the more and more I realize it would be the absolute worst thing for. It would never work, and it just it, it's. It would actually hurt more than it would help. Um. And and there's some other domino effects that we'll get into that I that I want to talk about. Um. That I don't want to just throw out there right now and and and. In in the topic But I do want to talk a little bit more about The whole Zelina Vega and Twitch situation Here's the thing about that And a lot of information has come out And and you know how I am about wrestling news Um, I don't like to believe it However, here's the deal with the Zelina Vega thing I tend to believe some of the stuff that's come out About Zelina Vega Because most wrestling news comes out through Talents And when talent gets released They typically want to talk So I, I tend to believe some of the Zelina Vega stuff But I did the math and she has over 15,000 Twitch subscribers. And, and a Twitch account, minimum at minimum, is $5 per month. And if you do that math, that's $75,000 per month. Now, Twitch keeps 50% of that. So that means Alina Vega would be getting $37,500 per month from being on Twitch, and in the course of a year, that's four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. There's a pretty good chance she wasn't making four hundred and fifty thousand dollars on her WWE contract. She was rumored to have been in the two hundred and fifty area, which is pretty much kind of the standard. It's like in the NFL, you got the veterans minimum and you got the minimum contract, that kind of thing. That's kind of what the two hundred and fifty is in WWE. I know people love to talk about how oh this woman only made eighty grand a year. Don't believe that stuff. um That's like an NXT deal, but. And and NXT, they get their travel expenses taken care of when they were on the road. But for for WWE, most of the talent t- t- you see on television is making two hundred fifty grand a year or more to be there. And and even if they're doing nothing, that's their their downside guarantee. Um, the Twitch thing is very very interesting because it's 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 all about it's about two things. It's about monetization and it's about intellectual property and and that's the deal like it's so funny like what you know when you listen to Paige and she's crying about twitch what is she crying about she's crying about she wants to have she wants to be accessible to her fans she wants to have that interaction she wants to have all that then turn off the monetization like she never says she wants to do it to make money but that's the reason why she can't do it is because she wants to make money off of it and and it's it's Kind of bad to me. Like she's crying all this and trying to drum up that support. And I think there's some working in there because she could not monetize her Twitch, and she's still under contract WWE. She's still getting paid to do nothing for WWE. Still getting paid that at least 250 grand a year to do nothing for WWE. Um, but she, you know, and, and you know Mia Yim, same thing. Like she's talked about wanting. She just wants to play games with her fans, play games with her fans, and turn off the monetization. But you don't want to because you're making a lot of money off of it. You can't be making money on the side when you're on WWE's payroll. It's in your contract. It's a contractual problem. And you're doing so with their intellectual property. And that's the bigger issue. When you're on Twitch as a WWE star, you're bringing over WWE fans to that platform. Who otherwise would not have been there if you weren't a WWE superstar. And that brings up a huge issue because now you've got talents making money on the side. But you also have Twitch making a ton of money. Remember, Twitch takes 50%. So if Zelina Vega is making 450 grand a year on Twitch. Twitch is making 450 grand a year on Zelina Vega being a WWE superstar. That's not going to fly in WWE. That's not going to fly with any billion-dollar business that that is is making money off of WWE intellectual property without compensating them for it. And I don't think wrestlers even grasp and, and think about this when they're when they're making these decisions and when they're pushing unionization. So I think it's weird to like Twitch has really brought this to light, but I think Twitch is to me and maybe I'm wrong. And you guys tell me if I am, I think Twitch is a much lower gripe than some of the other issues.
3: I think the, uh, I think the name image and likeness thing is a very, is a very good distinction. I, I think what's interesting and what put us back and forth is this is a this is a unique position where a side hustle is something that you can't really do. No, according to the WWE, and this is where I get into like it, there and there are other jobs where you, where you can't do that, sure. Um, but the idea of of painting them as independent contractors, but then locking them into three year contracts where they can make no other money any other way like yeah the wwe's intellectual property of a character or whatever was created but that person also still made the character and they don't have a right to monetize that in any other way other than the way the wwe tells you to and that's not necessarily true if you have something that allows you to have some bargaining power to have that be a part of your contract but the wwe Has this is one of those examples where they have all the cards? They can unilaterally say this, and and sort of take it away, and then make you work for it on the back end, so that maybe you know if you're Xavier Woods or whatever who, you know, has his Mr. Video Games, right? Had like the but but the bargaining power isn't really in Woods's Woods's corner ever. Like there's no it's not an equal footing. And that's where, as a as a labor guy myself, like that's where I'm a little hung up. Like, yeah, if you if you can if you can't even do it without even taking your your name, image, and likeness, like the own trademarks of the WWE off, that's where I think it, it's it's an overreach, and that's where that's where I find it slightly problematic. I get like if I'm saying this is Zelina Vega's Twitch account. Like the Zelina Vega is a character created by the WWE. I'm still playing that character. Totally. You know, if you go by your shoot name and people know that, you know, you're the person who like, you're the person who plays Zelina Vega. Okay. Like, I don't know that the WWE can trademark a person's actual name.
2: They can't right? trademark the name, but if you're on, if you're Zelina Vega and you're on Twitch is the Trinidad, why are people want, with you on Twitch? Are they with you on Twitch because you're at the Trinidad, or are they with you on Twitch because you're Zelina Vega, regardless of the name on your Twitch account?
3: But if you're not advertising yourself as Zelina Vega, if you're I advertising yourself she, as the Trinidad, and I know.
2: But then, does she ever post about it on her Twitter? That's the certified blue check mark Twitter with her WWE name. She ever posts about it on her Instagram, which is certified blue check mark Instagram with her WWE you, name. You
3: can, all that, requesting a get blue check marked on instagram and twitter you might not get approved but you can like right, but i'm saying that. it, like
2: that's but but if her her, her handle is her wwe right. name and she's promoting her twitch like it's there's just so right. many so your,
3: so your billion dollar company is out a few hundred th- you know less than a hundred thousand dollars or whatever to allow somebody to make some extra money on the side when, what's the response? Of, but you talked about travel and, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Is WWE covering that for every single performer all the time, everywhere they go?
2: No, not at all. That's yeah. a separate yeah. issue to me than Twitch, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, and that's where right. I have you're, some support you're,
3: you're for forced it. forced to take a chunk out of your income one way and you can't supplement it another way. That's, that's underhanded to me. Sorry, Miranda, I cut you off. You were, you were I- trying to talk. and and i
4: cut you off no well i I was gonna say i mean I, i do get both perspectives because i was about to to say and greg made a good point as far as the advertisement of the twitch uh utilizing you know social media handles with the wwe name but ultimately you know Zelina vega and thea trinidad are the same person it's almost like you're penalizing someone for for being famous because they have a famous face they're they're on tv you you know people are watching her because she is on tv and it is a wwe product but at the same time i i don't if if she is doing that within the framework of thea trinidad or whatever name she wants to use that wwe doesn't own i i do feel like that should be somewhat fair game um or that if hey if you want to utilize your wwe name to get those followers, then yeah, you have to pay us. If you don't, then, you know, and even if WWE had more skin in the game, that maybe could help promote that. Almost like if you do this and if we help you promote it, then we get a cut instead of penalizing people for just, it, it does feel like it's penalizing them for pursuing outside ventures. And I do think that this is overall is very interesting because of the fact that this is, a lot of this has come, to like because of the world that we live in COVID now, prior to that, nobody had time to do their Twitch, you know, other if you were really dedicated to do your Twitch or to do others, you know, types of, of, um, of accounts, you know, uh, but now that you live, we live in a world where now they're no longer traveling and, that that's some way even though they they don't have that covered anymore or they don't have to put that at expense, you know that also means they're not in front of crowds all over the U.S. and so it does limit their visibility. That it is very interesting to me how this is developed because of the world that we live in now that everything is virtual, everything is digital, and this will let be the future. So I, I do feel like WWE's response is just in response to where the world is going into a virtual environment, but I don't, I feel like, yes, if they, someone wanted to use their WWE name and promote it through WWE, I could see WWE probably getting a cut Um, and almost incentivizing people to help with their followers and help with their growth. But at the same time, if someone decides to use their personal or whatever name they choose, I don't see how that, should be WWE's business. Even though they made them famous, they could be famous however, you know, but I, I just don't feel like WWE's, it is in their place to step in and, and take over or limit people's abilities to what they can and cannot do.
2: The other issue you run into is what's in their contract. And and the problem is right. is that, the intellectual property is uh, in the contract and I, and
4: I mean are we gonna are, we, are we, I don't know if we're gonna break it up. I don't know if we break into the uh, additional aspect of this outside of the Twitch into some other social media account.
2: Maybe I don't know. Um but I think the issue you run into here is the contract, right? They signed a contract, oh, and yeah. this is where Patrick and I kinda started going back and forth on on social media Um, And that's the issue that I run into is that uh, WWE, first of all, they could sign people to less profitable, non-exclusive deals that allows them to pursue outside ventures like Impact Wrestling does, like AEW does for some of their talent. They choose not to as not profitable for WWE. Now, they had that for some of the 205 Live talent as well as a lot of the NXT UK talent. And they ended up doing away with it because people were working outside of WB and getting hurt. Now, if you get hurt on Twitch, I mean, I I don't know how the hell that happens, but, um
3: <laughs> I injured my hand playing video like right, carpal tunnel. But
2: it's it's you know, this type of contract, you you have a lower downside guarantee, you get less merch, you get less royalties, and but you also have lesser restrictions. But your your deal's gonna be significantly lower. And and the WWE and not only that, if you're WWE and you've got one talent under a non exclusive deal, another talent under an exclusive deal, who are you gonna push? Right? You're gonna push the you exclusive know, talent. You're
3: gonna push the exclusive right. person
2: 100 yeah. percent the problem I guess before you I, jump in. The, the problem that I have, and this is where Patrick and I decided to save for the podcast and social media. They signed the contract, right? They knowingly and willingly entered right. an agreement with WWE. They signed the contract.
3: I I think the the thing that where what I said, what I tweeted was the the concept. The WWE likes to push the concept of independent contractor when they talk about you signed the contract, but it's really not, the performer's not really an independent contractor in the sense that they're like, yeah, you're an independent contractor, but for three years, you're, you know, property of the WWE. That's, and and so it's, it's, to me, it's just a disingenuous thing. And I can't remember who said it on which of our other podcasts. And I feel bad. I think it was on outsider's edge. Hey but and so I will own that I kind of ro- ripped this but this is something that that I think we know is true. The WWE pulls the independent contractor thing out as it's sort of defense of treatment of workers mm-hmm. when it's convenient for them to do so before then turning them to we we own you you're an employee you're locked into everything we say and do. And so it's to me it's not so much what the contract like yeah I signed a contract and I agreed to it but let's call it what it is. You're an employee of the WWE. You're not an independent contractor. You can't go work elsewhere. Like e- right. even to get released, right. you have to request a release from your contract and they will choose to either say mm-hmm. yes or no. And you, we've seen it where they've held people who wanted out because the WWE knew their value elsewhere, even though they had no real intent to use them.
2: But every one of those right. provisions yeah. you mentioned is in their contract. Like, they no, signed a I'm contract that defines that what that an independent what contractor is. Like, that's the thing. Everything well, you, you said is true. But they do right. call it that, and the talent signs on the dotted line saying they agree with it. But then they go out later and complain saying they don't. And here's my problem. How many of these talents well, sign I, these contracts without having a lawyer read them and explain it to them? Because this is their dream, and, and they're basically sacrificing what they should be entitled okay. to for their dream. But, but they, they're doing Where, it.
3: And I get I guess there's there's a lot of assumptions made there about just I get what you're saying Greg. Yes. They're signing a contract, all that language and stuff. I don't give a shit about that part. The WWE calling it an independent contractor contract is laughable. And if this was any other business. Like and that's the thing is you look, like if there if, if another business or company ran with this philosophy And this is where it comes down to like, they use the independent contractor Mm -hmm. argument to keep them from giving health insurance benefits to the wrestlers. Like that's on their own for the most part. So in a high risk business where you have a high risk of injury, and it's not that the WWE won't take care of somebody when they're injured. I won't, I won't go that far. Like they will, they will put you in there, but you're not necessarily all expenses paid. If you're hurt, you know, you're not exactly, you know, ultimately completely cared for and yeah the wwe might are, co- cover you but this is also a trickle down thing to other parts of the industry like other companies as mm-hmm. well like we're talking about the wwe you know and and we're looking at like aew impact like all the way down same like thing.
2: there is what's that it's all the same stuff they all do the same. it's thing. all the
3: same stuff but it's at, a, and it becomes at such a lower scale that it becomes a little bit more difficult to kind of manage and move forward. Yeah. Now, impact,
2: so- most of their people can wrestle outside of impact because they're, right. but they're also paying them a sliver of what WWE is paying their talent.
3: Right. And so the other, the other thing that I completely agree with you, is, and this is why this won't happen, is because of what you talked about before is that if, if wrestlers were to actually unionize and the WWE was to be like, okay, you can join SAG or you can, you know, you can unionize and and we'll let you have that and you can be considered employees of the WWE. Your contracts are going down. Your pay is going to drop because the other thing that comes with union is additional costs on the employer Mm -hmm. because now the employer has to cover things like insurance. The employer has to cover things like, um, you know, whatever benefits that, that may come with being a part of that union. And so I mentioned this before we went on the show, First 30 minutes of 83 weeks was really, really interesting this week because Eric Bischoff talked about that. And he was, he, he mentioned he's like there's there is an unintended, there is a side to unionizing that the talent doesn't pay attention to. That there is a downside to this. And what really has to happen for talent to have this go the way that they would want it to go is they'd have to be willing as a unit to take a pay cut.
2: Mm-hmm. That means AJ Styles, who makes a million dollars a year, won't make a million dollars a year anymore. Randy Orton, who makes two million dollars a year and has a private jet that the company pays for that they charter for him to fly on. It's part of his deal that he negotiated without union representation uh, because he's Randy Orton and he can do that. And I bet other talent gets. I mean, Big Show had a bus. I think CM Punk had a bus. Yeah. Like like CM Punk, huge proponent, anti-WWE, got a bus. And and that WWE paid for and paid for a driver. Like these things do happen when you're at that level. Those guys aren't going to give that up. They're, they're not going to. And then you're going to have talent issues with people who are willing to sign with the union, are not willing to sign with the union. The union doesn't benefit the high level talent. It benefits the low level talent. And yeah, right. and it would. Mm-hmm. It's it just and it's like it's not yeah. a magical wand. It really isn't like all the things that you would need to negotiate are going to cost money. Chris Harrington, who now works for AEW. in in their business area um, once put out an article about the union. I believe it was Chris Harrington. If somebody else, I apologize. And he estimated what it would cost WWE if they provided benefits and travel, better travel to their wrestlers. And it wasn't that much. They'd still be a vastly profitable organization if they did this. Um, I can tell you that just just to clarify, because everyone says different things. WWE pays for travel. They pay for a talent to fly into TV. They pay for the hotel when a talent is at TV. This also applies to agents, by the way. Agents are independent contractors as well. Producers, independent contractors. Most people who work there are independent contractors. Um, by the way, everyone's beloved AEW, outside of Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Christopher Daniels, and a couple of the referees who have other jobs within the organization and are actual employees of the organization – they don't have healthcare either. And when Cody Rhodes, back when AEW started, said, We're giving people healthcare, and then he walked it back, he wasn't really walking it back. It's because when he talked, when he spoke, he didn't know what he was talking about. Because Cody Rhodes never had a job that gives him healthcare, because Cody Rhodes was born in the wrestling business. Cody Rhodes has never had a job where, where I remember my first job out of college. They were like, you get to sign up for your benefits. You're all excited. I get to sign up for my benefits. He's never had that. What he was talking about was if somebody gets hurt, they're going to take care of it. Just like WWE does. WWE is going to still pay your downside. They're going to pay for your surgery. They're going to pay for your rehab. They're going to pay for all that stuff. They even pay for transportation involved with like they do cover those things. AEW will pay to fly you in. And they usually have buses that take you from the hotel to the venue. Now, AEW doesn't have house shows. WWE, they fly you in a the TV, they put you in the hotel, then you're on your own for the house show stuff. You gotta rent a car, you gotta get a hotel, all that. Now all that's tax deductible, all that is 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 taken care of there. And that's an area they can improve upon, yes. But I don't know if unionization is the way to go. I, do I think WWE should do those things? Absolutely. I think WWE's talent should be employees, they should have healthcare benefits, they should have access to a pension plan. They should have either reimbursement for their road expenses or those things provided for them. I do honestly believe all of those things.
3: This is this is me asking a question because I don't know the answer, but mm-hmm. because you always hear stories. Retirement though, or like life after wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm. What about
3: but, but you're, you're you're just on your own, right? Like you've had to have saved your money, or
2: right now, you yeah. Know,
3: you get your- or you get your legends contract and so like that's a legends other thing contract, is, which is like <laughs> here,
2: yeah. Um, pension, but yeah. pension, point pension point is, like is those are, yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I would assume that it, it probably is on your own. You had is. to you know go out and venture to your own financial planner, set up your own for k, and and you've just been investing slash saving in it. Um, it you know, yeah. I, I don't know what a WWE contract looks like, but you know the, well, it's that, it's probably not. you know they're not they're, they're not doing that jump,
3: no. jump into the mind of a 20 something right when it comes to particularly you know you Greg you talked about getting my dream like i remember you know yep. even my first round of benefits like you you get like we had the benefit of here are these retirement plans that you can like jump in on you know do you want to be aggressive whatever and you know it's all based on the stock market and which is a stupid way to do retirement by the way um And at the end of the day, like, like you just kind of did it and you forgot about it. Mm -hmm. Like, like if you don't have that setup, you hear it about it all the time. You know, they're fine. People don't know. People don't know money management. Normal people don't know how to manage their money. And we don't even make a lot of money. Like and these, these are people getting hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and there's no direction. And I'm not saying that's the fault of the WWE. Uh, but I do think, as a as an employer, and this is me in liberal Massachusetts, there's a responsibility on the employer to at least provide them with the tools to manage that. And I and again, I don't know. Maybe there's financial education at the performance center. They sit down with a guy from HR Block. Who knows? I don't.
1: Know. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I was going to say, W-W-E,
4: Ted Biak comes I wanna... in on Thursdays
3: to do financial planning from mm-hmm. most No, he's. Good
2: that's the thing. Like WWE does do financial planning courses with their talent. That's been talked about before. Do the talent pay attention? Do the talent take notes? Do the talent follow some of that advice? Some of them might. Mick Foley used to save all his money on the road. Owen Hart was famous for being cheap on the road. Triple H was doing that. And now he's one of the people running the company. Like not everybody did all of that. Like that's, you know, the the people understand and and they've listened to some of the advice given. And that advice is out there for them. Um, not everybody's making what, you know, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, whoever makes like it's even, you know, Carl Anderson and, and, and Luke Gallows when they were in WWE, they were making $750,000 a year. That's why they were so expendable come release time. Cause that was a million and a half dollars right there to save when they got released. They never complained about unionization. Like that's the other thing. Sometimes I wonder. If everyone outside the company wants this way more than everyone inside the company, like I don't oh, I hear a ton of yeah, people absolutely. begging for this. We see it and we're like, it's not right. But we also look at our lives and what's provided to us on our salaries that are far lower than your average WWE contract. So if, uh, so if somebody making two hundred and fifty dollars to $400,000 a year and more gets sick, they can go drop the payment at the doctor's office a lot easier than we would if we had to pay full price every time we went to the doctor's office. So there's a lot of, of those issues as well. But
3: right. I, also, I do also think that we, we make a lot of assumptions about what a, even a low end, how far a low end contract can take you. Mm-hmm. Like, like I do think that yes, $250,000 since that's the number we've been tossing around a lot. Right. That's a lot of money. Like that's well over what I make. There's there's other there's other pieces of that whether it's you know and you talked about tax deductible and all that sure that is still costly life mm-hmm. like it's still a costly life and it does it does take a lot to work a lot of work to manage I, like I said I think that I think that you really did hit on something there Greg at the end about do does the majority of the locker room at the of talent at the WWE really want
2: this. I think I don't, like I, I, I,
3: agree with you. I don't think it is. I think I they'd think like the health
2: care. I think they'd like the travel. I do. I think they'd like to be considered employees. <laughs> I, I do. And I think WWE should do that. If, if I were there, well, I'd recommend it. Uh,
4: it. It just seems like that's the only way that as far as maybe uni- unionization wouldn't be necessarily the end, all be all, but it just seems like that's the only way these types of changes are going to happen uh, because there really isn't anyone within the company, you know, it's almost like there's no wrestling president if we're going back to a few weeks ago.
1: Right. is going
4: to come in and make these sweeping changes that it all has to come internally from the company, and that's not going to happen. So when you do get that external pressure, then, you know, maybe that's the change that happens. So maybe that, and and I think as socially, the, the, the biggest way that we associate change, at least in employment terms, is through unions. Maybe not a permanent union, but maybe there had some type of swooping group or change that comes in to to make change are necessary Um, in in more just short term than long term. But I I think that that's, you know, what.
2: Uh Oh, we need a union to negotiate Miranda's Internet connection. That's what we need. Right. She she dropped off.
3: Here's the the last thing that people need to consider: if talent goes union, you have to pay into that union, Mm -hmm. and so that's the other piece of it. Like union gets cut, whatever
2: they negotiate. Right. You're stuck with exactly. So
3: I remember. And and some (laughs) of of a negotiation deal.
2: When we worked at the University of Connecticut, you had two options: you were a union member, or you were a fee paying non member. You still had to pay. Union dues, right. no matter what, right. they came out of your check.
3: And, and, the argument, and the argument for why you had to do that was because you still, they couldn't deny you the benefits that came with the contract that was created and bargained by the union. So even if you weren't going to vote and you weren't going to participate, you still got X, Y, and Z benefit because it was part of your contract too.
2: Here's the other um, thing. And I really wish, and now she's coming back. So that's good. So Miranda's back. Cause I have a question for you, Miranda. So I'm glad that you're back. Hopefully you can hear me. Um,
4: yeah.
2: Over the past month, and and you're you're about to hit wrestling shows number three and four for you this weekend. Over the past month, it's great to be back, right? It's great to be back and and ring announcing and interviewing and all that stuff. Would you be willing to give all that up so that wrestlers can unionize?
4: Would I be given?
2: Would you be willing to never do anything? I
4: mean to to to
2: so that. A WWE wrestler to never do of any me. of
4: that again for wrestling.
2: Yeah, because here's why: the indies would be dead uh, almost immediately. Because if wrestlers unionize, wrestlers are unionized, and I could never run an indie show again if wrestlers are unionized. Because I could never meet the things that the union's going to want. It's a cash business outside of most of the companies.
4: Well, I think. Well, I I think it just depends. Like, I don't know. I don't know if wrestling would have its own union, you know, like I I guess that and that's a whole other point of conversation. I think that if if it does happen, it would, you know, would need to happen within WWE, because I think that's where the big point of contention is unless there's. You know, I see what you mean by it. If there was a wrestling union, because you know of all, all of the challenges it would face on the independent scene, but it, you know, it it also then, you know, no one would be able to go out there. No one would be mm-hmm. able to perform. No one would be able to practice. So, and I, I just don't see how a union would almost let that happen. But so so back up the back up the truck a
3: sec
2: because.
3: Mm-hmm. One of the things that I will talk about is like I will compare this to Major League Baseball. The Major League Baseball Players Association; those players within that organization, minor leagues, and and their branches are unionized. Outside of that, like a semi-pro, like not connected to whatever, they're not. So it's a little bit different. Uh, I do think SAG, the the SAG argument, I think. People are making that puts indies in real danger because then, yeah, I got my SAG card. You got to do this. You got to pay me scale. Right.
2: But does that, pay me I, I don't know who can get a SAG card. Do you have to, like, SAG might be the answer depending on is it televised? So is it like the level of production? SAG, I don't know.
3: If SAG is willing to take them on, then it'll happen. Because right now what you have to do is you have to apply for it and you have to, like you were talking about, you have to apply for a SAG card. You have to get X number of credits in whatever film project uh, or number of projects to, to get it. Uh, somebody talked about it. I think it might have been Kazarian um, tweeted about it or somebody did where they missed their opportunity at it and then had to wait like six years mm-hmm. before they were able to to get enough credits to so get their SAG card. And that's when they start. That's how they get their benefits. And then even once you get it, you have to do certain things to maintain it. Right. So it's not just like you have it and you're in the club forever.
2: Yeah. Tiger Woods had a no. SAG card. I remember like Tiger Woods had a SAG card okay. and because okay. golf wasn't giving health benefits, but Tiger Woods got them through SAG. And and that's why I think that could potentially be an answer. I just, it would, it
3: Before, would. Then you're in January because then you got to pay scale.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And what's, and who defines what scale is? And, and, Zach. and yeah, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like indie wrestling would never be the same or the level of talent available to you as an indie wrestling promoter might never be the same again. And cause yeah. once somebody gets any notoriety, they might join something and then they're no longer going to be available to you. Like, or wrestling is going to become, I want to be a wrestler. So I try out for the performance center and go the route that way to become a WWE superstar. And and, or i go through ring of honors dojo or or the nightmare factory for aew and it becomes more siloed in in that way um you know or, and i don't know the international implications i can't speak to how things are in Japan or new Japan or anywhere else like i have no idea i barely know what it's like here but i just i think that the wwe can do more for its performers i don't think they should have to unionize to get it but I can't control WWE. I can't control. They hate, and, and you've heard, if you listen to Bruce Pritchard, they can't stand dealing with agents. Like, like they hate when a talent gets an agent and, and they're, you know, harsh in negotiations with an agent. Imagine what they'd be like with a union. SAG already hates WWE. So I can imagine how those negotiations would go. Like, that's the problem. The relationship is already adversarial. It's adversarial by nature. It's already adversarial before it's ever even started because of the history WWE has and the way that these people have felt about them. And and it's it's I don't know they could really come from a good solid place, and the and I just, just of the
3: WWE like, is is unfair. The what? The complete demonization of the WWE as the only entity that that is not the best for its workers is unfair. Like that they're the ones being propped up right now because of the Zelina Vega thing. Um, that's hypocritical.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, and Zelina Vega's a one off. I mean, she was making more money on Twitch than she was making in WWE. How many people really had that, you know? And and imagine Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, AEW, and all that. And here's the other thing everyone loves to tout Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang. I doubt Andrew Yang really cares about independent wrestling. He cares about WWE and Vince McMahon and, and that's who everybody goes after. Sometimes they'll be mad at, at AEW or impact wrestling and still bring up Vince McMahon because they don't realize the difference. So, cause Vince McMahon is still wrestling to most people outside of wrestling. To me, I don't think unions are the answer, but to me, I also do acknowledge that I think something needs to change and something needs to be better. And I do think it, it's, it's, you know, and, and I don't think it's going to happen because everyone's still willing to sign these contracts. and, I It would take a big-name talent, a Roman Reigns, a Randy Orton, and AJ Styles. Kevin Owens, he makes at least a million dollars a year. I think he's at 1.5. To do something, and probably I think AJ and Kevin Owens, they'd be like, bye. It would take a Roman Reigns or Randy Orton or maybe at some right. point soon a Drew McIntyre for real change to happen. And why are those guys going to sacrifice and, and risk those paychecks? I just don't know. I just don't know. All right, we could talk about this for hours. But that would become less entertaining. Eight, seven, six, five,
4: four, three, two, one.
0: one
1: Lucha-masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro-wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here.
2: I have often said that winning one world title in WWE doesn't put you into any special stratosphere in terms of a career. Names like The Great Khali, Jack Swagger, and Jinder Mahal have all been a world champion in WWE. But winning multiple world titles in WWE shows that there is a belief in you from the company standpoint. Drew McIntyre is now a two-time WWE champion. Miranda will let you go first. What does this tell you?
4: Well, it it tells me, I don't know. I don't know if it tells me anything new, though. And I think it's because who Drew has beaten for both of these titles. He beat Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton for, you know, the, these two championships. So uh, it already shows that they are investing in him, that they believe that he is the future, that they believe that, you know, he is someone long term that can help carry the company through this new time frame uh, or period of of, of the WWE, especially Monday night raw. So to be honest, this win doesn't, it only confirms it. It solidifies it, but it feels like it's stuff. I already knew that he, they think he's a big deal and that he's, he's the person they're They're hedging their bets on.
2: I'm going to get nitpicky and play semantics. It's things you already thought and believed. I don't think you had any basis to know. Until they did this, because if they never gave it to him again, then what you thought and believed may not have been right. And this is how WWE shows us: Yep, you were right. You what you thought and believed was right. We do believe in this guy because we gave the belt back to him, and we didn't have to. Patrick Gedow, what do you think?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, to just kind of piggyback off of this is that it, it just reaffirms something that was said back when this man started with the company before his brief absence, and you know Vince McMahon who called him the future on television and, and then they didn't book him like he was the future right. on television uh because they they didn't see him as ready yet
2: well
0: that's and a kiss of death like picture,
2: when they do that, that? You're, when they do that to you you're screwed like drew himself even said right. that was the worst <laughs> thing possible for him and he wasn't ready for it Cur- look at curtis axel when
3: right was but touted, what i'm saying when he was that touted that it was over but when they brought him back and, and doubling down on him, to me it does show that they never really
2: gave up on him. Oh, yeah. No, like, I don't think Randy Orton beating yeah, it, is it, sure him is giving up on him at all.
3: Right. And, the, and then you beat – and you to beat both Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton in a calendar year,
2: he, like,
3: he, not very many people can say that they've done that.
2: Yeah. Remember, John Cena's last title reign was three weeks long. He beat AJ Styles right. at Royal Rumble and then lost it at Elimination Chamber. Randy Orton's 14th, kind of the same thing. Wins it in Hell in a Cell, loses it a few weeks later on Raw. Some of this could just be puffing up Orton's title numbers to get him to a certain point. Like that's, the title's a prop. WWE has, now it's an important prop. It's one of the most important props they have. It's It used to be, the most important prop used to be the Money in the Bank briefcase. Not necessarily the same way anymore, but that's fixable. Um, really cool aspect of this. If you go back and you watch the... uh the footage that I watched and and, and the videos that are out there, when McIntyre pins Randy Orton, when the referee's hand hits three and that bell rings, you see Randy Orton smack Drew McIntyre on the butt, like twice. And it's kind of Orton's way of being like, this is it, kid. Like, this is, you're the guy. Like, this is... Orton's way of doing this we all thought I, th- I think all three of us thought he was dead there's some sentiment out there I, there's podcasters at, here at Chairshot Radio Network who said they didn't think McIntyre would ever win the title again that WWE taking it off of him was a sign I, I disagreed and and I think we're being proven right but I think McIntyre is entering that company that company of the Randy Orton's the Roman Reigns the John Cena's he's not there yet but he is now he's now been given the ability to get there They've basically said, "Okay, now you have he's a edge chance." On the rise. What's that?
3: He's on the trajectory. Yeah, he's he, edge on the rise. Yeah, not edge's first, title, but his second title. Exactly. That's that's kind of seeing right now.
2: Yeah, and, and Drew did a great job as champion. We all talked about that on multiple shows, um, and and I think that he'll continue to do so. And I'm glad to see it. I thought they were teasing the Roman Drew thing, you know, for for WrestleMania. And instead, they're doing it at Survivor Series. Like, they went with the... It was so obvious, a lot of us thought it wasn't going to happen. Like, we're like, hey, this is too obvious. They're not going to do that. And then they did it. So, that's... Uh, we should have should have known better. So, Drew McIntyre, two-time WWE champion. He is officially now a WWE megastar. And you know what? I, I think he deserves it. I think he's there. I think he's a great talent. I think he's earned it. I don't think he was ready the first time. I think he came back ready. And I'm glad that they identified that. And I'm glad that they have gone with it. Patrick O'Dowd, you already told us what we can expect this week on bandwagon nerds. It's available at thechairshot.com. What is the nerd review this week?
3: I I told Dave we needed to get away from these depressing horror movies during this pandemic. And so we are going to review Disney's Marvel Flick Big Hero Six.
2: Ooh. For, for the Nerd
3: Review. And Ray Cash was so excited. Oh. He he might actually come through this time and and give us a write-up as well. So it could be three nerds this week.
2: There you go. I dig it. Yeah. I definitely do dig it. Miranda Morales, everybody can listen to you on your very own, the hashtag Miranda show. What can everybody, including me, I don't know, expect from this week's edition of the hashtag Miranda show?
4: Well, this is a very busy weekend, not only on the local scene, but this Sunday is survivor series so we are going to be doing a uh review slash predictions of the survivor series matchups trying to see uh who, who we think is going to win uh with the, you have the the world championships on the well world champions against each other tag champs against each other uh, of course the legendary team versus teams women's champs and all that we're just going to be talking and doing our predictions
2: all right, excellent. Well, look forward to that. Of course, you can find that at TheChairShot.com and all of your favorite streaming platforms. Like, subscribe, give us that five-star review or a one-star review. Just don't be a middler. Patrick O'Dowd doesn't want to see that. Speaking of Patrick O'Dowd, follow him on the Twitter at WrestlingRealist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Miranda Morales is not on Twitter. She's a Twitterless heroine. You can follow her on Instagram at the hashtag Miranda. I am at Greg. The website is thechairshot.com. You can find it at chairshot media.
1: Thechairshot.com. Always
2: use your head. Check out the articles. Check out the amazing podcast. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, that means on Thursday, you've got the hashtag Miranda Show coming. You've got Badlands coming. You've got Fight is War coming. You've got so many more. So check those out. Enjoy them. They're going to be a lot of fun. Until then, I wanna deeply apologize. Gender Mahal for what I said about him earlier. That's my bad gender. <laughs> You're still, uh, I'm still a gender mahal guy, and I always will be. For Patrick O'Dowd from Miranda Morales, I'm Greg DeMarco reminding you to always use your head and know that you can never hinder gender.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh,
4: uh.